Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Moni Marcus. She is the host of Mixing with Moni, which is a podcast all about Bravo TV pop culture. And if you're listening to this show, you're listening to Moni's show. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I literally have to tell you, I love that you always, you know, say that someone is blessing the presence of the show. So I wanted to have like a stamped intro for everything too. I got that from you. So I'm a copycat. I will will take it all. I mean, I think I wrote it one time and then I was like, I kind of think this works and I'm really, and so I'm like, this is, Mm. this really works because I don't have to. I say as promised and I honestly think like not to get like deep and and philosophical, but it's literally because I teach kids and promising to a child is like, A, the cardinal sin, but also like the biggest thing you can do. They will remember it for years to come. If you don't follow through, they will remember it even longer. So like, I I, I feel always compelled because I work with kids to like really emphasize that I came through on the promise because you can't take it lightly. So I do it to adults too. Because I wouldn't we want something good promised to us, you know? I appreciate that because I've been in therapy being like, and then my mom told me the whole week that she promised that she would take me to the mall on Saturday. And then Saturday came and we didn't mm-hmm. go to the mall. There so it is. Working through it. So you guys don't yeah. promise things to your children unless you can actually follow through on those. But I'm saving people money on therapy. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're doing the Lord's work over there. So if you guys don't know, we're also on YouTube. I'm an Ina Garten cosplay right now and a puka shell necklace, which I don't know what the look is. (laughs) I can't figure it out, but I really am leaning into it. But Moni, show everybody what you're wearing because, yeah, we're debating if you're going to put it after this show. I know. I am wearing my um, sweatshirt that I got from Kay from Gold Half Moon. Uh, fantastic Bravo fan merch um, uh, website and Etsy store. And it is, of course, the Stasi saying, I don't know what I've done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. For the record, I got this before I hated. Well, I've always like really not been a fan of Stasi, but I did get this well before. It was a birthday gift from Kay. Uh, she has since decided to donate all the money so, from all of her Stasi merchandise 
to various like Black Lives Matter charities. And so I'm very appreciative of that. I am furious that as she sent this to me, it had nothing to do with Stassi, with me wanting to get it. I, I, I love Pinot Grigio. And it very <laughs> much so is a conversation piece. And she always makes good sweatshirts that like make people stare at them. And they go, huh, like who don't know anything what's happening? And it literally is someone staring at you. It's like, I don't know what I've done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. It works really well with strangers. <laughs> So I will say I'm happy I've never wanted it out of the house. So I've never given it a light of day. Thank you, quarantine, because I, <laughs> I don't know if I should burn it or not now. But like, I feel like that also feels a little dramatic. It's very, very soft, very comfortable. And it was made by a woman of color. It's an Asian woman. So we're, uh, we're still supporting minority businesses and things like that. And it says, Stassi got none of this money. So I feel okay. <laughs> all of them went to Kay, who is a beautiful soul. Very kind. Beautiful transaction. Yeah, I have yeah, her blocked sorry. by Jack's hoodie. And I was, like, wearing it when I was running, like, in the wintertime. And then people would stare at me, and then I'd be like, what are they looking at? And then one time, this guy, like, gave me, like, a double guns. And I was like, we get it. You get <laughs> You're oh, the only person. Like, and I've, I ended up wearing that hoodie because I don't, like, have hoodies because I have, like, corporate wear and then like workout clothes and I don't really have like any in between so I was like wearing it a lot during the winter when I was like in quarantine like not able to wear anything yeah. else and then yeah it's like the stares you get from people but then I'm like this is where it's actually kind of good you can kind of wean out cool people in your life where it's like do you yeah, have that's or do you not BFF. are you kidding yeah. I think I have one that says um also from her uh, it's the one from Kristen when Kristen was crying to Stassi. God, I gotta burn that too. What the? F is this? Yeah, um, you might have to burn your whole wardrobe too. Yeah, in the back. Make, they say such narcissistic, wild things on that show, so they make the best slogans. I mean, it's Bravo, <laughs> they and it's, it's the one. Yes, it's like the, I think hers is um. Uh, I want to have lunch and like judge people and stuff and it's a really fun saying because I've had a lot of like old white women look at me like well that sounds fun they have no idea what it is I'm like I know this is my aesthetic we, we, we could be friends I get it in 40 years with my full undergarden like seeing I mean you're almost there you're almost there honestly I'm gonna make a baked chicken I'm gonna get some roasted carrots um, and yeah like oh, that just sounds really good a supportive, <laughs> rich husband, and never leave the Hamptons. After I think that I think that's a great time. I actually love that idea. Well, we have to jump right into news. Mm. So last week was all about Stassi and Kristen and Brett and Max. Who like, how sad for them? Like they don't even get the press for getting fired. Like those two guys are like, damn, we don't even make the headlines anymore. We're fired. No, <laughs> no one, nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck. But Stassi is pregnant. That is the word on the street per Us Weekly and People Magazine. And, and the crisis manager. Okay, so they, her and Stas, her and Kristen hired a crisis manager. I ended up trying to, like, find some shit about this guy. His name is what? Steve Honig? Steve Honig. Honig. And I saw on his LinkedIn, it says... Honing made international headlines when troubled actress Lindsay Lohan hired him to handle all her press throughout two years of the two most tumultuous years of her life. The media created Honing 
credited him as being one of the most effective and innovative public relations professionals, which led to his hiring, which led to his hiring by other high-profile celebrities embroiled in scandals and his reputation as a problem solver and crisis go-to person. The fact that those two were like, we need to go to Lohan's dude. And Lohan didn't bounce back from any crises. So I don't know why they would trust Steve or whatever his name's Steve's job record. <laughs> the irony that they also saw, Stassi would think she was on Lindsay Lohan level of crisis. Totally. You are a reality TV star at best. At best, you are a reality TV star. At worst, you're a Bravo reality star, which means you're not even pulling the numbers of like, you're not like a bachelor. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the girls on The Bachelor they're just, if anyone makes it into the top 12 of The Bachelor, they have reasonably the same amount of followers as Saucy. Which is so like, crazy, because The Bachelor- Jimmy, 2.13 million followers. Because it's like, The Bachelor, people don't even recognize Bravo is such a little bubble. The ratings that we are all like, we're like, oh my God, this show, we're all obsessed. Who's not watching? Why did it get canceled? It's because, girl, they, nev- they like never hit 2 million. Like, ever. Ever. Like, it it doesn't happen. And- the Bachelor is pulling like three or four times that. Like other reality shows pull numbers. There are viewers, honey. So it's like, girl, you are not Lindsay Lohan. Like the parent trap, mean girls, you are not. Or so which one? Oh, Georgia Rule. What was that one? Right? Like, are that? you kidding me? Like Ricky Fry? Are you crazy? Ricky like from. Fry. 10 to like 29 she worked so or 25 or whatever she worked so obviously her crises were she was really losing it all you lost like some defy where you know promo swipe ups okay but at the same time you're right Lindsay didn't really come back, back so <laughs> she's been teasing new music for like six months now and i'm just anxious oh, well, she sings i forgot about that I mean, she's kind of like a triple threat, like singer, dancer, actress, like those dance moves in the Mykonos, like would have you do background dancing for Beyonce. Like, hmm. <laughs> if anybody drops Okay, them. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this news that Stassi is pregnant with Bo's baby. I just don't like know how to really comprehend it. I think it's really convenient timing that now we've all been mom shaming and <laughs> mom shaming a racist. And her poor baby in utero has been dealing with all this stress. But I'm, I'm questioning the timeline of it a little bit. So they filmed the reunion at the end of April. And they were drinking. And then Stasi a couple of weeks ago on her podcast, were, was talking about how her and Bo have been doing shrooms during quarantine a lot. And then even this, like, you know, I, I'm nowhere near having a baby. But I feel like you kind of wait until like your third end of the third trimester to begin telling first. people. Oh, first, 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 first. Yeah, that would yes. be. Yes, at the like between like three to six months is when the people kind of like when Hannah from Below Deck told us that's usually when people wait because once we start showing we are in a lot safer of a zone. Of course, still anything can happen, but anything before that, it is really touch and go. You don't really know. So you want to be you tell like maybe your family but really it's just your partner and your OBGYN and that's yeah. about it 
until you know for certainty. You might tell your mom you don't want to get her hopes up, but you want it to be unless you know, it's official. Mother, I probably yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I don't know if I would call her either, even though it seems like she has already. So, um, I did have on my show uh, just this week actually a very very famous um, uh, big friend, uh, long term friend friend of mine from high school who's also a publicist. And we worked through, I mean, I only had them, I, not only, I had them on for a lot of reasons. I had them on because when the statements were released of Kristen and Stassi, I really was like, okay, one of these is not like the other. One of these makes me want to say, go fuck yourself. Mm, I wonder if I can say that. So I literally, literally texted him the statements, no names. He doesn't watch the show. And I was like, tell me the true tea as a publicist who wrote what did a publicist write this is this real would you let your talent put this out like how much of this is can can a client write on their own what would you have said and he gave me such good information really all I was looking for was the ability to say go fuck yourself the Stasis. that's it and he gave me that and I was like the people should know what else you said and I had him on and he legitimately told me what he would do the strategy for this however not everything is recoverable and he felt like this was one of those things, especially because it's old and she has a pattern that it was not really recoverable. So it would enter crisis mode. And he told me the things that should happen. And he was like, I don't think it will happen just from what you're telling me. So I don't have a lot of faith in that. And of course it didn't. And the very next day after I released that, she's pregnant. And I'm like, so what do you think? And he's like, I mean, I've asked, like I said on your show, I'm pretty sure she would go into a, finding something new to be a press release to kind of take her mind off of this. And it's also no secret, like Andy has even said, that he would feel uncomfortable like having a pregnant woman fired on his show. Like he wouldn't, oh, one of his shows, yeah. he wouldn't like that. Though he's not a part of casting yeah. like that anymore, he doesn't hire and fire people. You have to admit, like Teddy, Eva, the reason they're still on these shows, because they're pregnant. I'm sorry. I'm not saying they got pregnant to stay on the show, but their fate is a little bit more solidified until yeah. they're not pregnant because i mean that's an hr nightmare that is bad press so yeah. is this a play to get her job back uh i don't know i want to believe that she's actually pregnant and i want to believe she just so happened to find out on thursday although if you think you've missed your period from monday to friday it's probably because you're stressed because you lost everything She's like making immediate statements. It's like, girl, you're just five days late. Like you're not. Yeah, it's like, oh, I must be like, I'm like really like 72 hours late. And then all of a sudden, it's <laughs> a pregnant. It must be. And like, of course, I'm happy for her. Like, babies are great. I love babies. Babies are great. It's a great opportunity to learn and grow. Um, yeah. But I think this might be like a favorite Dura Parks baby timeline situation where like, None of the dates are adding up. I feel like this baby's gonna come in like eleven months, and it's gonna be like, wait, what? Like, oh, it's just a month overdue. <laughs> so, because, so, honestly, what else would you do with that information? A bunch of people have hit me up on Instagram. One, like Stassi, has been such a polarizing conversation, and Stassi, Chris, and all of this. Like, either you're like fire them and tar and feather these racists and take them out of the society or you're like on the other side where you're i love you more well exactly so stand up for stassi her brother nikolai who was the voice of reason on vanderpump like he was the most mature person on vanderpump rules at age nine and he came on instagram the other day with like a teary-eyed video saying 
this goes out to Lisa Vanderpump. Vanderpump rules, Bravo TV, and anyone that has been involved in getting Stassi fired. It was Stassi's fault for getting Stassi fired. Stassi like, was like involved in getting Stassi fired. Getting that, he proceeds to say, I want, I can't, I'm like quoting like a 16 year old boy named Nikolai. <laughs> I need a hobby. I want everyone to hear me out because my sister is one of the most loving people you will ever meet in your life. Then proceeds to say, Faith, please. Is there any way that she can fix anything or do anything that can benefit both of you guys to get her career back and to make you live the best life ever? Is there anything we can do for you? Please. I don't want my sister like this anymore. I love all you guys, but please, one more chance to forgive her. Bro, your sister could reach out to Faith. At least Kristen gave Hello. a specific, you know, reach out on DM on Instagram. But if Stassi is just consistently silent, maybe that's the first step towards mending that bridge when like faith has been on a hundred interviews saying she never once was friends with Stassi or Kristen. She said, I probably spoke to them one time before Sheena's party where like all of the drama started with Jax and faith hooking up rumors began. Like, so (laughs) even if they did reach out to faith and there was something she could do to make sure they could mutually benefit each other or whatever, what does that have to do with Bravo wanting to fire someone for a racially insensitive thing? The, the employer still has a right to be like, mm, this is a liability. So, yeah. like, um, it's not even just like they were, I mean, yes, they were trying to make an example out of the two of them. However, it is a liability to have people who are racially insensitive on a network that promotes progressive, inclusive behavior and diversity. Hello. Well, this is like HR one-on-one, and I am not an HR specialist, okay? Like, this doesn't seem like rocket science to me. It's like, even if she did reach out to Faith, which is the right thing to do, she should do it with, without trying to get her job back. It should not be because she's trying to get her job back and her career back. The career, if the brands don't want to work with your girl, it's because they don't trust you to not be a racist in the future. It has nothing to do with the fact that you just didn't reach out to Faith. I mean, yes, that shows bad faith. Yes, that shows bad judgment. But like, if I'm a brand person, I'd be like, oh, isn't that that girl who called the cops on the black girl back in, like, 2017? Oh, that's so shicey. I don't think I want to touch that. Anyone else? Like, I would do that, too. Like, well, she apologized. Like, but is she going to do it again? Like, it's just a pattern of distrust. Isn't that yeah. the girl who, you know, was questioning why Black Lives Matter is a thing on the internet? Like, on the podcast? Oh, that's so shicey. Multiple different. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that the girl who was, like, not, who was, like, claiming to be Nazi chic? Correct. When there are, like, are actively Jewish people that watch the show and did not expect to see that at, at all. Sure. Maybe didn't want to be confronted with the word Nazi and not see it used positively. Oh, uh, I don't think we want to type that. See, see, also saying, that. that seems strange. <laughs> during the Me Too movement that it was men are being hunted down and it's, um, men are really struggling during this time. I'm like, mm, oh, those sad little rapists. Oh, oh. Yeah, see, and I'd be like, I, as a PR person for a brand, I'd be like, that's a lot of fires to put out. I mean, she also got dropped by her PR, and my friend Donovan, who is the publicist of my um, podcast, was telling me what can happen is that there can be easily a com- uh, the, the the PR relations company that is like, it's too many fires. Like, it's just too many that we have to put out behind the scenes and too many crises. It's too much. So if we're constantly answering calls because things are going wrong with you, that really tarnishes our job, which is to literally keep and create and manifest a relationship with the public if the public is constantly mad at you how can we maintain the relationship so and his he's a girl it's so easy to make sure that you get, don't get canceled for at least 
cultural things. That is easy PR stuff. That is simply sitting you down and be like, listen, girl, this is not what we do. We can't have these things. We need to learn. And it just really strikes me as interesting, but not also not surprised at all, that she's not taking this time to really think about learning. Never once did it seem like I am, that I'm, I'm, I'm open to having conversations. I want to learn more. I'm reading books. Like I constantly bring up Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette's um, oh, yeah. apology because it took her two weeks of silence. Saucy was also silent for a while, not that long, but a while. And I always say Hannah Brown gave us in-text citations of literally who she was reading, who she was watching. She quoted what she heard. She wrote down notes and was like, this is not a written statement. I just didn't want to forget anything. I want to make sure I, I touch on everything. She like even called her own fans to action. She was like, hey, friends of uh, fans of mine who are white, this apology is not really for you, but also don't defend my actions because you love me. Learn and grow with me. We have to do better. This is, this is a marathon or whatever, like not a race. We must continue to grow and learn and listen. And I'm going to do that. Promises of action literally a showcase of education, a willingness to learn more, and a formal, I'm sorry, not an apology. I'm yeah. sorry that I hurt you, not if I hurt you or whatever. And she did it to the people that she that hurt, that, that were hurt, which was us. Saucy did not do that to Faith. So the answer is not I'm pregnant. The answer is I'm learning. I want to do better. I now understand. It's like why I didn't have as much of an issue with Kristen's apology. It did not feel PR focused to me. And it felt like she was really at least giving the implication of, I now know what is wrong here. And I've identified it as this, that, and the third. These are the things that is wrong with what this is. I did not know that then. I know it now that calling the cops on a Black person can cause a level of trauma and is racially insensitive that was not warranted, especially some shit she didn't do so i can understand look i mean weaponizing the police against anyone already seems like you should probably have like your fucking license taken like you're what like, <laughs> who just got if i was the cops i'd be like i should arrest you like are you crazy I'm like no put the phone yeah. down like, like the military police girl are you crazy you're gonna call the military police and bother them with this i'm crazy i'm looking at her like Y'all have way too much time on your hands, and that's the problem. Yeah, clearly. So, the thing about Saucy and this whole entire thing is, like, she's canceled for now, but in six months, she's yeah, going to have a book. Six. And her <laughs> next level her canceled. Megan. <laughs> next I give her three. Canceled. I give her three to be on any, I give her less than three to be on a talk show. She's going to sit down with an interview. It's going to be on the television or on the internet. Face to face, her and Kristen. They're going to talk about their relationship, getting back on track. They bonded in unemployment. As soon as she's officially pregnant and there's a, like a sign of it, she'll be on there. They're yeah. going to get her pregnant. Like this week, she's getting pregnant. So Turkey I suggest, you know, her. yeah, they're going to make it happen. And then she's going to be on a TV or on a camera and she is 100% going to talk i give her if the if she really is pregnant and god i hope she is that's the, that's not something that you lie about um and i don't want to think that that's what she did because i don't think jesus she that's that. not it i don't think I, it's just like she's an asshole and trying to like figure out what her next move is like i think Bo would not be down for that i feel like he would yeah i don't think he would be willing either. to like co-sign 
a rumor like that. Right. But, because God forbid, like, what's the option? If, they, if she can't actually get pregnant in this time, then she has to go through a fake miscarriage. Then she would have a thousand percent be canceled. Yeah. Like that the is- Karens and the, like, the Stacys and the Stephanies would be like, oh, bitch, no, even we can't. We we can't even support you through fake baby. Okay, that's not right. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah, you can't do that. That's almost as bad as Brooks and the faking of the cancer. You can't do that. Like, that's just yeah. not right. You can't play on people's sympathy card. But because of that, if she really is pregnant, I give you six to eight weeks after the baby is born, she's on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, I mean, I think like what could also happen is like remember when after Luann got arrested and like Andy went to her house in the Hamptons with like a bottle of rose and he was like, "Let's talk." Like I feel like a conversation like that could happen where he's like, uh, "Yeah, what's our next yeah. step?" And Stassi was supposed to get married in October. We know that now. There's this baby situation. She's not on the show. I don't think she's gonna get a spinoff. But Stassi's not canceled forever. Like let's not forget like. Woody Allen has been like raping his kids and like been a creep forever, and he's still making movies. He's still writing books. Alec getting awards. Terrible. Louis C.K. raping left and right, and like he's like doing small underground comedy clubs for his real fans. Like people will still show up for her. People will still. She still has two million followers. Some people love you more when you're an asshole. People will not completely cancel her. Like the people who support her will stick with her for the next book for the next show whatever she does and so even like her little brother being like please get her back on the show like that ship has sailed Vanderpump rules and her no longer a thing she's gonna have to be a hot fire of trash it's like (laughs) been dumpster fire for a minute at least two seasons I mean I gave up on it before all this and I have been like it's not for it not having, you know, being a great show in the past. It's just that this is, it feels very forced. And it feels like, I'm sorry, Stassi is probably the worst because she was literally like the little princess of Bravo. But uh, most of that cast could be combed through and we would not, we'd be not that hard pressed to find things that we need to get rid of them all for. The re- Jack's still having a job after season one. I'm shocked. I'm just like, we. this has never been our goal as a network, you know, to promote positive, positivity yeah. and inclusivity. Actively and news. Yeah. It, yeah. We want to polarize and we tolerate bullshit and that's Jax. Well, yeah. Like, so- Lala has been culturally appropriating black culture probably since she showed up at the door. So please. <laughs> Lala, I will pop you. I will pop. You. It's like, with what? My <laughs> eyes can't roll enough. <laughs> Like, I want them to roll more, and they can't. And they're just like, we have to save it for something else. We have to save it for the next topic. We can't roll always on Lala, but it will always roll for Lala. You did reach out to Faith. Faith said to TMZ, like, Faith, get this money, girl. Like, get these interviews. Get these exclusives. What's so sad is that Faith is so used, as especially as a Black woman, I can say we're so used to taking the high road because we are literally taught growing up that in whatever workplace we're in, white people will be assholes to us. Even the best of them, the worst of them, they're all going to be there. We cannot escape it. So we're taught to, like, just deal with it. So the fact that she literally mentioned this whole thing in passing and that it was bragged about years ago on a very big podcast, that it just all went over everyone's head because she's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they did that. It's wild that it happened. Right. We're just taught that it's, it's, it's what happens. And she's like, I'm just lucky to, you know, be able to move past it. And it's like, not people are like, 
saints, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, we're literally taught it, it, it is what it is. And when, that's the sad part. When she was talking with Candace on that Instagram live, Candace was like, wait, what? Wait, what? And then I feel like as Candace was like, kind of having like a realization, Faith then began being like, yeah, that was like, incredibly funny. <laughs> like she kind of yeah. was like, you're fucking mm-hmm. right. Like, and then it feels okay. like, especially during this time, the rest of us were like, don't even sweat your, don't even get sweat your edges out, girl. We, we got it. Yeah. We will take it from here. Because I was like, oh, we will take oh, it. Nah. I will literally go to Bravo right now. I will find my way to New York. I will go to the epicenter of this pandemic, ro- roll right on up to 30 Rockefeller and curse somebody in Bravo out. I surely will. Oh you have got to be kidding me. And you fire Faith. I already had an issue when they fired Billy Lee instead of Jax for Jax being transphobic. I was like, ow, how? Explain this to me. How this makes sense. Like, so Lisa Vanderpump put out her cockamamie statement, which I'm not even going to read the whole thing. going to hurt by the end of this. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm like apologizing to the listeners. I'll give you guys a truncated version of this crock of shit. So blah, 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 blah. As we've, <laughs> I can't even like, over the past two weeks, many things have been brought to my attention of which many others were previously unaware. Bitch, no, you weren't. If your cast members are being written up years ago in the Daily Mail, you are aware. Your producers are aware. You were aware. Well, your name is on the door. <laughs> the restaurant is called Pump. <laughs> yeah. So, legitimately, you everywhere. So she says, as many of you, after watching me for 10 years, I've always been an equal rights activist and ally. My family, parentheses like minus max probably, my businesses, and I condemn all forms of cruelty, racism, homophobia, bigotry, and unequal treatment. We've never tolerated it in the workplace and our lives. While you see a fraction of our employees on the show, a specific group, of, a specific group, a specific friend group all across of our companies, we have very diverse group of people, every color, ethnicity, sexual orientation. Most of our employees have worked with us for over a decade. We have become a family, one that embraces and celebrates one another's differences. Yada, yada, yada. The world needs to move forward with a kinder generation. Everyone deserves to feel safe, heard, and appreciated in our communities. Yada, yada, yada. So she doesn't address anything that anyone said other than that we don't believe in cruelty, which that's great, Lisa. You shouldn't agree with cruelty. But what action are you going to take to actually make a change in the show that you produce in the restaurants that you run? Also, there is such unfair treatment. We saw Danica get fired because her boyfriend suggested a threesome and then she pushed him and was upset when Jax has screamed at every single person in pump during shifts, not pump, but sir, for the past 10 years and done on 15 other atrocious things that we've seen on screen let alone well, the one i like to constantly remind people of is that lala <laughs> was acting as a hostess and verbally <laughs> annihilated raquel in the middle of a brunch service i forgot about just that. like last year and called her her bambi i bitch like the way she spoke to her in the middle of your restaurant in front of other customers and raquel was a customer so all i have to say with everything you just said is I got a fantastic charcoal and sand um, cuticle exfoliator from Sally Hansen from CVS. 
for $5.99. It's fantastic. I was just inspecting it because that seemed like it was a little bit more pressing for my attention. And it works very well, especially <laughs> during this time where I can't go to the nail salon yet. People should definitely get it. It has like a cute little like comb on it. You like squeeze it out and like roll it all over your cuticles. It's fantastic. Ooh, my nails are atrocious i was looking at them yeah, the i'm like trust me ten thousand dollars for a pedicure right now my i'm not even gonna lie i would i would risk a lot of things for it like i'm oh. all for the social distance i am i am an autoimmune disease um patient so i am like stay away from me please do not breathe near me i am very scared i do not go outside I've contemplated how good my health insurance, I've looked up my benefits on my health insurance to get my nails done. It's not, I, I understand I'm not well. I don't want people to look at me and be like, does she not know how, I am not a Kelly Dodd. I know how serious this is. This is, this is serious. We all need to take care of ourselves. But also, <laughs> myself needing to be taken care of includes my nails. They are not taken care of. I can't do it. I've tried many times. I need a full set it's come down to me looking at these like little amazon polymer kits like from china <laughs> yeah. and being like i need to get this polymer kit and i need to like make the little acrylics myself and i'm like i can't do that no. i'm not a professional six what? hours later <laughs> they look yeah it's like oh, they look janky they make it look so easy little igtv but i'm there i'm already like 70 bucks that's not bad i'll get that and i'm like no <laughs> I need to wait until the pandemic is clearer, people are safe, you know, numbers are down, and then it's safe for me to go, and I can responsibly get my nails done, but I'm like, well, how long is that going to take? I look ridiculous. I know. I, like, was cutting spinach the other day, and I, like, cut half of my thumbnail off, and then it was bleeding, and at that point, I was like, God doesn't even want me to have nails anymore, because he knows, like, there's no ability to pandemic. keep them, ugh. Ugh, I can't even stop looking at it. Anyways, yeah. doesn't everyone love to know about um, bloody nails? But so isn't this so much more important than Lisa's ridiculous statement that said nothing for three paragraphs? My friend Donovan, when he when I read it, then he goes, "Well, she could have kept the first two paragraphs alone. She could have just kept those." I'm like, "Exactly." Uh, I just like, think public apologies that don't address a single thing. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, apologize, <laughs> and I love that. What did we come here for? <laughs> uh, Faith mentioned on some podcast she's been on now seven thousand podcasts but she was like lisa vanderpump would be out protesting if this were for dogs but it's not you don't hear a I, word about black lives matter or any no. thing about police brutality just zipping her lips and keeping quiet which is really our good friend cara berry from everyone's business but mine just responded to every single one of the stocky Kristen's and lisa's statement she just goes okay <laughs> by the way i have a new series with Kara coming out it comes out on her show on wednesday i think yeah it comes out on wednesday it's called mommy dearest where we go through bravo mommy issues so this past week we did dandra and d where we did like a full recap of their life and their relationship next month candace and mama dorothy from so Potomac. where's the invitation am i expecting it <laughs> Is it still yeah, it's coming? coming next month, and we could do like a trio where we all do like uh, yeah. running, we're like switching each other's feeds so that we can like cross promote. So my mom actually looked at a house right in Candace's neighborhood. Like she was going to move literally across the street from where she is, um, uh, in that same little development. And 
I went to Candace's husband's alleged restaurant with some other friends. Alleged restaurant. Yeah, he doesn't own it. He is a manager. He doesn't own it. Okay. I feel like Dorothy probably owns it and is like somehow like paying his All I know is the staff was like, girl, we know who signs our check and that man ain't it. And I was like, oh. I love um, where what is Chris's like <laughs> position in this me? whole company? <laughs> do you know me? You know, I'll do it all. I'll do anything for the pod. I well, really want just to make like margaritas, and I need to see your pay seven W nine. Yeah, so yeah, and it's incredibly <laughs> overpriced. I just have to say, I'm just saying. I think he might be managing partner, but I am also pretty sure that he is not. Yeah, I'm gonna give that a. I need to see a pay stub. Yeah, it's also nowhere on the website, his name at all. So, in fact, the the person who like I, whose idea it was, his name's there, and his partner's name's there. The names are just not Chris. So. Well, hey Chris, let us know if you're Maybe listening. Maybe silent. Maybe a silent partner, but yet on TV. That makes sense. Very, very not silent. Yeah, I can't wait to come on. So, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> So switching gears a little bit onto another known fucking racist at this rate, uh, Catherine Dennis from Southern Charm is in some hot water with a new lawsuit. So back in November 2019, Catherine hired a crisis manager who I, I think crisis managers have never been more in demand than right now. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, at someone. Yeah. Like, if you're looking to get a new job after the quarantine, go into crisis management because there are a lot of free yeah. positions open. Yeah. So Catherine hired this woman whose name is actually Catherine Leonard, and she hired her back in November to kind of rework her image before season seven, because I think supposedly Catherine had been starting this rumor that Cameron's husband was having the affair, and all of the girls knew Naomi, um, Chelsea, what is, and Cam all knew, and then all were kind of like, we're going to leave the show. And I think that's also why filming got pushed back anyways, because I think Catherine was causing trouble and all of the girls were like we're the fuck out of here like we don't need this all of us have things going on inside of the show we don't need to deal with her crap so Catherine hired this girl and is now refusing to pay the five thousand dollars she owes her supposedly by june 1st she was supposed to hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN pay all this money back but we have no updates on this but it's like Catherine girl Uh pay your bills this is creating another crisis (laughs) like 
And you have a crisis that happened one month ago. So have you hired a new crisis? Actually, I don't even think she hired a crisis manager for the whole monkey emoji thing. I feel like she's like, I don't think she thinks that that's an issue. This is me. This is me. And I actually don't need a crisis manager. Yeah, that's acceptable. (laughs) Oh my God. I was not surprised when I saw this. But what I was surprised with is that supposedly Southern Charm New Orleans is canceled. And I find this. I'm devastated by like, this. How ridiculous! Like Southern Charm. I thought has- they were filming in like February. I don't know how we go from that to a pandemic where filming halts, and we decide to scrap a show when we don't have any shows. That seems backwards. Yeah, and also it's also hilarious considering people are calling for Southern Charm Charleston to be canceled because of the whole cast is a bunch of ignorant idiots and yet the cast (laughs) from new orleans that has a couple black people on it and like isn't a fully whitewashed horrible cast and shows like a different representation Mm -hmm. of the south gets canceled a more accurate one like the whole south is not just white people you do know (laughs) that what makes this like a little history lesson there was a little thing called slavery there were um some people involved they were um seemingly black and um, most of them stayed in America. <laughs> and so, where'd they stay? Some migrated to the North, some fought for the South. In fact, look up the little statistics of who fought in the Civil War because a lot of people who wanted the Civil War to end in the South's honor, in the South's favor, didn't fight for it. So, because why, why would they? You know, they're on the plantations, they're having some ice tea, they're fine. So they send their slaves to fight for their own slavery. So why not send the enslaved to do that work? However, once it was abolished, where did they go? I don't know. Let's find out. I think it's the South. Why? Because there's also a little thing called Juneteenth, which means that even though it was abolished when Abraham Lincoln said, oh, so we got to go. We're done. It didn't actually end for everyone at that date. It ended a little while later. In fact, Juneteenth is coming up. It is Friday. Well, um, uh, yeah, it's Friday. I think you can just look up the same day that Trump is having a rally, and it's that day. So it's like, you know, you know coincidence. Um, I think not. But fun fact, Black people love the South. Stay because of roots. So the idea that we've had now three Southern Charm franchise attempts, two of them have been all white. Only one of them has been majority black. And only the second one to be canceled is the one that has no real issues. But the no. first one to be canceled had a lot of racial issues. I think we're doing this very wrong. I just really do. Because Charleston, not even, I mean, to, I hate to be this person because I believe race is actually involved in most, if not everything. But to even take race out of it, the seasons were getting boring on Charleston. There was not much there. We went from very like high flute and wealthy people to I love Chelsea, but a hairdresser. So, I mean, that, and, and Madison was also a, hair, a hairdresser. Like it became very rela- too relatable when we signed up for Patricia and Thomas and like we don't want to say, but Thomas was like yeah we yeah that was a very big draw that these people still owned their own plantations. Like their dad's names were on the bridges. They had like the small cities, like they're cocaine snorting senators, like things like that. Like yeah. we signed up for the epitome of white privilege, not like 
you know, this is the girl I went to college with. Like, you know, once we got into, like, you know, there was obviously both sides. Because Craig was, like, you know, law school and he wasn't that wealthy. But his dynamic with Shep and stuff was always that he was the pauper and Shep was the prince. So yeah, to get to, like, now, like, half the cast is regular and the other half is, like, obscenely wealthy. It was like, okay, this is not kind of, like, in the middle. Maybe we need some different representation because their dynamic in the group just wasn't even that investable anymore. There was no longer any more crazy cast. I can't really be crazy on TV. She their kids taken from her again. So, and she was seemingly sober. So there was not a lot of draw anymore. So what do we do? We invest into other cities. There are lots of cities in the South. Like, I'm so confused. The South is the whole region. Why are we just putting all of our eggs into the Charleston basket? And he had to, like, restart them on, like, what, three or four times? Like, yeah. Come on, obviously give it up. It don't, you know, it don't beat a dead horse. But New Orleans was working. It actually got very good in the second season. The girl got married and had a baby, very Phaedra-like, in a very short amount of time. She got divorced, engaged, pregnant, married, all at once, in like one <laughs> season, and told like no one. <laughs> Her own best friend is like, I'm sorry, what? There's a what? A ring, a baby, and they're still together and making jewelry. Like, it's a thing. And she, down, she downgraded in looks, I'm just saying, from Jeff to Reese um, or something, whatever his name is. I don't remember. He's not really memorable. And, like, but that was the thing. Like, we want John Moody. And also, oh, I love New Orleans cast. Like, Dude, aren't you hot? Like, I feel like yeah. he's wearing like big, like jackets. But during, also, like, Southern Charm New Orleans cast is arguably the most attractive cast on TV. I mean, the I mean, Tamika. I saw her at Watch What Happens Live. Tamika is. She was like the most beautiful person. I don't I've like looking at her straight on. It's annoying. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, girl, where do you get that face? Where do you get that? Who's your face? What make it be you? I want to ask too many questions. I kind of want to, like, just, like, be her for a day. Like, she's so poised, so put together, tall, gorgeous, slim. Like, she's gorgeous. Her husband is also gorgeous. They're so fine as a couple. Like, their yeah. kids are gorgeous. I'm just like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> but also come back and stay on my screen for all of eternity. I like to look at pretty people do pretty things, Okay. <laughs> Well, another really interesting choice by Bravo, which they have just been so confused the past few weeks. They are bringing Don't Be Tardy back, and it is slated to come back mid Oh, God. It's as if every single thing that we have been asking for as an audience just hasn't been listened to other than the what? South Christian situation. So you cancel the black people. You bring on the bad white people. Correct. <laughs> the bad white people actively try to steal so many things from black culture without any appreciation and do we need to look at their faces on tv I, I I, they're so blown up now i'm like didn't kim tell andy cohen during a reunion of atlanta that this is why no white person will film with quote unquote them yes correct and, and so we like, give her her own show and continuously a- bring it back and this whole family is so messed up. Like, Brielle, a couple months ago, was tweeting about Trump being like, you guys, we just need to give him a break. He is sensitive. <laughs> you guys, Monty just passed away. The podcast is over. My co-host died. <laughs> okay, my own righteous indignation just brought me back. I am... <laughs> I, 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 
girl i it, it, it's just it's just too much it's i just tweeted a me or posted a meme today it was like jesus take the wheel and drive fast a favorite part saying that and that is exactly what i feel fix it jesus please fix it i am disturbed by the words you just said please say some other words um other words other words other words summer house is officially filming season five summer house cast members are just so glad to be summer house cast members they're like okay everybody has everyone gone through their old tweets like okay yeah, did you go through your old Facebook post? Okay, let's double, triple check so none of us. I hear Kyle Book has been like, he's been like very, very pro the movement. He I was like, this isn't it. rocket science, people. And I'm like, stereotypical white frat boy is for the culture. I enjoy him. I love it, and he. I like him. He's just a dick to. He's an equal opportunity asshole. That's what he is. Yeah, it's I not mean, discrimination. <laughs> I mean, they definitely like have no black friends and whenever they do have like one black person at a summer house party every three seconds the camera pans to them and it's like okay editors we get it we get i even heard like some of the rumored replacements for a couple people on the cast um we'll talk off air about who that is um even they are not people of color like period um i'm just like oh boy Y'all really want to just increase this notion that there are just no black people or any other race really like in New York, let alone the Hamptons. I mean, we also watched them actually even try to kick out poor homegirl. Who's what is she from Jordan? Yeah, she's. From I don't even remember her name. Jules. But Jules. Yeah, that that was and so <laughs> I'm like, oh no, you can't get rid of her. She's the only one we have. She did nothing wrong. She hooked up with the weirdo. Like, you should feel bad for her, not kick her yeah, out. who's not even there. She's... So why would you get mad at her? He's not even in the house. <laughs> no sadder conversation when she was talking with Jordan, and she's like, so do you consider it sex if you don't have an orgasm? And I'm like, like we're still having these conversations with Jordan. I feel like that ship has sailed. I was glad when I they just... were like, go back to wherever you came from bro you cannot come back here jules i was really excited when carl when she i wanted it on a shirt that you know kate could make that said what the fuck carl and i just want her picture because it was like (laughs) go off girl they're not treating you right this is not your fault (laughs) well carl is sober and looks so good he has like a little scruffy beard he has light back in his face and i hope he's doing well like I hope it's doing well too because this quarantine. I hear that it might be more like a quarantine house vibe, uh, which makes sense. Pandemic's not over, so we might put them all in a house and like leave them there, which could make for insanely compelling content. <laughs> However, we all know that even though it's alleged, there is a little bit more than rose going on in that house. Obviously, no, there's a lot of bathroom breaks with closed doors happening, um, and it makes me wonder: like, are we taking jello shots? Not on camera. They're Are we considering all so thin? Yeah, lot, drink so much, and they also drink mm-hmm. till so late in the night. And if you're doing coke, like it's the best drug ever because you can drink for longer and you don't get as drunk for whatever reason. Like I guess the chemicals. I wouldn't know by experience, but I heard me neither. That is, <laughs> I heard that, my the, teeth, that is not my life. Through the grapevine, I heard that that that's what happens to you. So yeah, I, heard, I could um, see I that. Danielle even said once, like, 
we need to go to the liquor store and get the stuff and like oh we got the party favorites or something like that and I'm just like you talk about the Tito's, okay? Like, some other things are happening there. But I feel I want to make sure that Carl is okay. Like, I don't want him to throw yeah. all this away and then be locked in a house with all these party favors and things and then quarantine with people. Even if he is not doing party favors and still drinking and stuff, copious amounts of liquor will be con- yeah. consumed in a quarantine house. I know. I'm in my own quarantine house and copious amounts of liquor has been consumed. Yeah, the amount of red wine that I have running through my bloodstream right now is alarming. Like I, I mean, it's rum, vodka, tequila. Mm. I love tequila. I love tequila. We had a whole conversation it's about margaritas so on your show, like yeah, so, there's and so now, many different kinds of tequila at my house. But you know, my ass, you like were like, no one could ever make a tequila with reposado. I mean, a margarita with reposado. And then in my head, I like go to my bar and I'm like, okay, well, I've only exclusively been making tequila reposado margaritas and that's why i'm wasted noted i actually so carrie duber and mark duber from the real housewives of dallas will formally they have like this like silly little cooking show on instagram that i really enjoy i don't understand it i can't understand where this came from like my standum but here i am but they make these things called a duberito and it's I want to kill myself just even saying this. And then also that like I made it uh, and they use three ounces of tequila in one margarita. Oh, and they were like, shocked. they were let I will, I mean, see how she behaves. You're such a Northern person. <laughs> I live in Texas. Shook, I drink but... in the South. My <laughs> 21st birthday was spent in New Orleans and I was drunk for five days straight. And in New Orleans, they were like, girl, every cocktail. And one restaurant you went to, they were like, every cocktail on this list has three ounces of alcohol in it. Every single one. And I was like, three ounces. Every like, single one. She said, like, you're going to get drunk. So choose wisely, but also have fun. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I ripped one Juburito and then I was like in bed crying. Like, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> that was the fast track to being really sad and drunk. I think I'm a hit back That's to the funny. red wine. That's kind but of to say we up here in up north, we um we drink a little bit more socially. Like we are very much so like um I start I, I was I just started dating around on Netflix and it's like we get drinks in one place and then we have dinner with drinks at another place. Then we have like after dinner drinks at someplace else and like a last call or a night call somewhere else. Like a lounge. That is not necessarily how the South gets down. They are able to hold that liquor. They are very capable of holding that liquor. And it's like, I wonder a lot about their diabetes, you know, situation. Because they drink a lot of sweet tea and lemonade, like, regularly. Yeah. It's just, like, ready, just in case there is a guest. We are more like a, let's plan three weeks in advance for you to come to my house. They're more like, oh, my God, you stopped by. My yeah, hair is matching the crowd. I'm wearing a great dress. I have on my house shoes and maybe like a little like makeup and oh no look there is a fresh batch of sweet tea in the in the kitchen would you like sweetened or unsweetened oh. peach or no peach <laughs> so fruit maybe a little cheese okay we'll stay for five hours and let's have a cocktail like that's kind of how a cocktail so i mean it's one of the one of the few reasons that the south is like kind of lit you know i've only honestly been to new orleans i've I went to Florida on a day trip on a cruise, but other than that, I went eh. to Florida, which is gross. I've never yeah, been. I'm not. That's, that's but, too southern to me. Uh, people know, like, I lived in Atlanta until quarantine and pandemic happened. I'm actually moving back in the fall um, to Atlanta to finish my degree, and I 
also lived in Dallas for a few years when I was young. Some of the best years of my life also experienced some of the most racism in my life. And there were only three years and I was a child, but it's fine. We'll figure it out. I'm working through it. Yeah, of course. Um, well, speaking of actually Dallas, this isn't really what I wanted to talk about, but so Dallas Housewives just started filming because they opened up all of their locations, whatnot, but now like all of the numbers are showing like Corona cases are skyrocketing in Dallas. Oh, yeah. And also in the OC, so Kelly Dodd, throw on a fucking mask, you swine. No. Like, no. Throw on she a mask. said it's God's way of thinning out the herd. Well, I don't believe that, but since she does. If she somehow thinks that that means that it doesn't apply to her, I'd, I'd love to see the results. I completely think the opposite. I don't think this is God's way of thinning out the herd. I think this is common sense. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt other people. But let's see where her logic takes us. Well, she's hanging out in Florida right now, too, where the cases are also on. Oh, God. Yeah. So she can't get herself oh. off the She just did not get the memo that it's like, you just kind of want to stay in and be with your family, but she's, like, can't be alone. Like, she can't be alone, and she can't not have a life that's, like, constantly moving and shaking, because I feel like if she's so sitting upsetting. alone in her home, uh, she'd have to, like, address herself as a human being. It's so upsetting, because this is, like, yeah. there are plenty of medical professionals and news people who are, like, their jobs are on the line, and they really are, like, we have to Literally go, her husband. Have to go places. <laughs> you would think she'd care about him, but now, they're fine. It's Positive thing out to her, but somehow that doesn't apply to us because we're just protected. God just loves us. So whatever elitism they have in their Christianity, I am very concerned by. Like that is not a thing. It's like, did you read the Bible? Don't say none of that. Like <laughs> none of that elitism is involved. In fact, it's the complete opposite of superiority. But sure, girl. I feel off. like I can take a wild <laughs> guess and say Kelly Dodd has not read the Bible. I can I can say that. Yeah, I could I could say for certain. Her, Vicky, Tamara, they used to throw Jesus out and God all the time. I'm like, have you read it? Did you? Did you read it? Like, I Vicky, have. Vicky's podcast this week. She was saying how Steve was the reason she got fired because Bravo viewers are uber liberal and he's super conservative, and so that was the reason. I'm like, right, 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 right. Nothing uh, okay, to do with you girl. Nothing. Um, also, girl, again, Real Housewives of Dallas. They are conservative. They're very Bible belty, and people watch them. They're, it's not about uh, Steve. It's you. Because <laughs> we watch the girls be conservative, okay? Also, like, Dallas is hell bad. Like, hello? <laughs> yeah. Um, another just side thing that I got from that interview, she was talking about uh, how her producer for the last two seasons or the producer who is now Kyle's lead producer on Beverly Hills. And she said that he is like out to get them. And he's always like out to get the big dog, whether it's like a Kyle or Vicky. And so she was like, Kyle has a lot to worry about. That seems like it's working. If he's the, if he's the big dog producer on her storyline. So that seems like it's working. I've never really agreed with Vicky, but that seems right. And so wrong on that one. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Well, we have some good news, too. Uh, below Deck's cheap stew, Hannah Ferrier, I don't know if I'm saying her last name correctly, is one, done with Below Deck, bye, and also pregnant. She is expecting this upcoming October with her boyfriend named Josh, who is a real estate guy and originally from Scotland, so I can imagine their kid is going to have the most confusing accent. Like, I do not know where that accent is going to land on the Scottish to Australian spectrum but I'm really excited to hear it and I'm happy yeah. for her because you could tell 
and Captain Sandy on this, like, most recent season, like, kind of walks in, and Sandy is like, your passion is not here, and you do not like doing this, and it's like, okay, let's start off. On I mean, I think oh. on the very first episode, Hannah even said, like, I am pretty much here until I get knocked up, and now she's like that, so she's no longer here. I love that, and I'm happy for her, but it is funny watching last season where you see Kate Chastain, who, as much as she became, like, a personality and not as much of a Chief Sue because she was, you know, doing, like, Hollywood shit, you could see how Kate was actually a good Chief Sue, and then how Hannah is just so not a person who should be, like, leading a team or be responsible for, like, two other people's jobs and growth. And, I mean, this season's been really interesting to watch. Like, that Italian girl, Lara, is just, she's, she's really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they now <laughs> cast to, um, make, to raise hell. They cast to raise hell. And they're doing it right. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely into it. And I'm happy for her. But there's actually, like, some other random below deck news that people were like, why didn't you talk about? So, Jack. Remember Jack from last year? He was, like, the rogue yeah. guy. He's a father now, too. He got a oh. um, beautiful model knocked up and has, like, a beautiful baby, which, like, is kind of shocking. I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, right. But now I follow her, and I'm always, like, on my personal Instagram, I only, like, follow my friends. And I don't follow Bravo people to try to create, like, a church and state between my life. And then on, like, the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram, I follow all these people. And the other day, I was, like, going through, and I was like, who the fuck is this, like, influencer model type? And I clicked, and I was like, oh, yeah, Jack's girl I'm like what am I doing unfollow I, I, I can't <laughs> I do not need six packs on my feed that is kind of a rule at this point Seems healthy. <laughs> uh, and then we end the show with one little nugget which is the sad reality that Tinsley Mortimer from the Real Housewives of New York has officially announced that she is leaving Real Housewives of New York so this past week they had an episode where it kind of ended and she had like her closing scene where it was like Tinsley's moving to Chicago to be with Scott and I'm really happy for her. I'm glad I would have loved to see her land in Chicago I was upset I mean I get why they did like an ending uh you know kind of like a little package with the words and everything because that's what we do when we end the season and this is ending her season for good but I'm like I don't feel like they should have given us more of an announcement. I found out pretty much on Instagram because Tinsley reposted her own engagement and was like, it's been a pleasure. Loved all of y'all. And I was like, oh, so like, is this her last episode? Because they would not let her post this again unless yeah. it was the case. But I wish they would have been like, join us for Tinsley's, you know, send off. I mean, it's not like they don't need the promotion and the ratings. New York is not doing well. So they should have told me ahead of time. I would not have recorded it. I would have like watched it live with a glass of Chardonnay and been like, cheers, Sindley. I love you. Enjoy marriage life. I think in a way they probably were kind of shocked that this happened. I think they probably knew that Tinsley had one foot out the door anyways because it was getting to the point where it was like, Tins, uh, either you move to Chicago to be with Scott or you're not going to be with Scott. Like, you need to kind of make this decision. But it was like kind of sad. Like, her like last scene was like her at a bar with Ramona and Luann. Oh, actually, no, that wasn't the last scene, the second to last scene. And, like, Ramona has a date coming, another date like, coming in after him, and, like, she's not even giving a shit. Ramona, uh, like, they don't care. And then we see the other scene yeah. where it's, like, Sonia and Leah with Dale. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> packing her stuff up from the did you see what sonia um commented oh yeah on lindsley's thing or tinsley's uh post i was like sonia you've gotta let it go honey like you legitimately gotta stop there is you got a freaking louis vuitton as a thank you Gil just thanked you on national tv tinsley for you at party and she's like, and you never would have made it without me. Don't forget to say me. I'm like, how many times do we have to think? No, I'm tired. This is very much so why I was always Team Bethany when it came to her and Dorinda and the, the Nutcracker. Because I'm like, these women want you to literally kiss their ass every second of the rest of the time they know you. That's not a friendship. And I don't want to do things to people who want that. Like, I, that's not, that feels very loaded to me. I can't constantly be in debt to you when I've literally paid the debt like come on girl be real it doesn't really make sense why Sonia's like still kind of harping on it like it's kind of like ghetto crazy but I think as much as we've been seeing this season with Dorinda struggling with Tinsley I think they all kind of feel this jealousy in a way that Tinsley is like now getting like the fairy tale that she always wanted whereas a lot of these women like have had their because like Tinsley was divorced and then had that whole lawsuit thing with the ex-boyfriend and so she was like in a bad place but now she had a chance to start over she had a chance to start over and all of these ladies do too but like for dorinda you know she'll never be able to find a man who can compete with richard and that's really unfortunate because as much as what smart yeah like educated all of these things and brought her around circles that were like really you know bougie like like hanging out with the clintons and doing all these different types of events like that's a light a life you can't really easily replicate and i also think dorinda at this point has like marked herself as kind of like unhinged on the show like how is she really going to try to find a man of richard's caliber after she spent five seasons on this show progressively getting worse and worse and worse and more bitter and more unhappy and and it's important because mm-hmm. she's like was such a crowd like favorite like everybody loved her when she first started on the show but yeah, she's really miserable now and I hate to say it but I've even heard that in real life she's kind of miserable um and a little broke allegedly and also very mean to employees allegedly I like, mean well, not, let's, not like, a good woman <laughs> the first season she was on the show she was like sitting in a restaurant and like a black guy walks past her and she's like waiter and he's like i don't work here and she was like oh <laughs> like hilarious mm. kooky crazy me like that's at least not as bad as kelly dodd's feigning of disappointment and like utter like disgust when tmz asked her you know about if she was like interested in black men and she was like i don't like black guys like, she's like, I like black guys and i was like oh that's a damn shame. What do you? What does that mean? What What are we saying? How dare we think that a woman who claims to be like a cougar on the loose in the OC wouldn't like any man? Or is it just black men? Oh, excuse us. Oh, I'm so sorry. But hey, boo, they don't like you either. So, I mean, she'd probably like him if he's got some money in his pocket. So let's let's see about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the main reasons that I think that OC is done anyway. I really do. I think that we are, we are, I think we're over it. I I honestly think that there's no more that they can do. Um, It's sad because I also really like Bronwyn, but I think she'd be the only saving grace. 
And especially if it's true of what they're doing with Beverly Hills and that they're possibly on a longer hiatus than New York because they're trying to comb through and either edit Brandy out altogether or at least edit out anything problematic that she said. If we're doing that with one friend of, I can't imagine how much we'd have to do that with Kelly Dot on OC. I mean, and now at this point, Bravo's going to be under such a microscope from fans and viewers to be holding, like, the ladies accountable for things. And so I think even having someone like a loose cannon, like a Kelly, like a Vicky, like a Tamara, like, it's just becoming a liability at this point. Yeah. And then, yeah, you have someone like Bronwyn, who is very different than the other ladies, has been, like, on the front lines of these protests with her kids. Also a housewife and, with money. Yeah. But, well, that's- She actually is the, the, the brand. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's she a housewife with money doesn't have like an actual definitive career or business at the moment she's more like side projects and other hustles and her time to shine is now she's raised kids and now her husband supports her and like the second leg of her life to be whatever she wants which is kind of the point but like he has also enough money to do that very nice home and actually like he her husband likes her and says like, like kids. That's but she still raises and like, we're in our house, and we see the family that we don't know, which is why I really feel like we need to push and get rid of... I think we need to get rid of people who've been on the show longer than six seasons. I'm sorry. I think across the board, if I have seen your kids grow up, there's nothing new you can show me, because then we're going to get a Ryan on our hands from Tamara, and I'm just like, I don't want that. Once Shannon's kids went to college, I think we should be done. Yeah. Like, it's okay if we move on to new kids. I want to see new kids run around. I want to see new little Spencers and stuff. Like, I want to be like, oh, I like that one. Oh, he's cute. I want to see Jolie grow up. I was okay with those things. But now it feels like we need to meet new families. And Bronwyn's like the only one that I kind of want to know. I mean, we can't even have Dina. Her husband won't even let them film or whatever. So what is there in OC? Nothing. Yeah, I know. The last few episodes, like, I have, like, all these outlines. And I was going to talk about, like, Megan King Edmonds' new boyfriend. I was, like, going through it. I'm like... But who gives a fuck? Like, the new girl on OC, Liz, no. whatever, just hanging around with big fucking AK-47s in her hand. I'm like, great! That's and the French tips. <laughs> that's and the I don't know criminal. which is more <laughs> And, like, velour juicy tracksuits. And I used to love a good velour, but girl, we're 40 plus. No, yeah, you gotta ditch the velour. I don't even think juicy still sells them. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, yeah, that too. So I'm just like... Um, no, I don't want to go back to 2006. I really don't. I, this is what it feels. It feels like we're back in 2006 with our Ed Hardy is involved. Gotcha. So we have rhinestone baseball cap. <laughs> it feels like we are wearing chunky necklaces. We feel like I'm going to get like a Lynn curtain cuff. Like I feel very much so like we're going backwards and I don't like it. Forward. Forwards only. Forward only. Please. <laughs> Onward, as uh, Jackie Schimmel says. I, I'm, I'm mocking her. But she always says, Onward. Oh, it, it was her response to racism. Oh, her, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, her statements. I heard about her statement where, like, you know, I've always wanted to be black. And when I was in the fifth grade, I, oh, girl. I had a crush on a guy named Marty, a guy named Marty, because I saw a, a poster of Martin Luther King. When I heard that, I was like, good night, like, t- turns off the entire oh, 
Rose phone out the window. I was like, oh, right. So that's how you address racism. You discuss I gotta get out of childhood I, crush. I don't know if I can be in this world anymore. Like, I, I would just like to make a part. My, my, my parting words have to address women and people, period, who like to say that they are not racist because not just that they like Black people, not just that they're friends with Black people, it's that they fuck Black people. That is so a problem that is not a reason god it hurts my throat i feel like it is hard liquor going down and cheap like grainy like not even the good not even like real liquor from college that i could take on a thursday evening with no classes on a friday morning this feels hard like rubbing alcohol hard to get out when leanne says she's not a racist to carry because she likes a hot latin lover and she sat on um, Enrique Iglesias, or Julio Iglesias' lap, who, by the way, is Spanish, not Mexican. Um, I was like, okay, um, that was called fetish, fetishizing. That That's sense. also called um, not being, it, it just means that you don't discriminate in sex, which is legitimately still very problematic. It does not mean you respect them as human life. It means you respect what you think they can do for you, and you see them as a body, which is worse and has some really, really, really hard ties to things like, I don't know, racism, slavery, like badness. Those two things. Alert, alert, like don't do it, don't say that. And so to say, you have a crush on the black, or on men, the, the black, you like black guys, you like, yeah, don't do it. Just don't do it. Even if you think it, don't do it. I promise, not a good idea. No matter <laughs> what, even if you don't know why, come to my DMs, I promise I will help you find resources because I'm not explaining it to you because that seems like common sense but I will find you the resources <laughs> that you can get this information send you on your way you can also google it but but you tell them just don't do it but just don't do it and please don't ever utter the words that I always wanted to be black if you literally if she really grew up in Los Angeles and just did a little research on how black people in Los Angeles and in their neighborhoods how they grew up I'm pretty sure a she would not be saying that and b she would realize it's not glamorous it's, if you don't watch the news at this moment, it's, it's not always a takeoff, girl. Sometimes it's really difficult, apparently. Sometimes it's hard to just live. And then you're just like, okay, I got to literally debate in my Instagram DMs every day why I should live. Let's let that sink in. That's what I spend my time doing when I'm not on Bravo Happy Hour. I remind well, white women why I should be alive. Well, that was a beautiful segue to the end of the show. <laughs> it's a great way. And people are probably listening like, oh, we did not expect that also watch potomac there's a happy way to end it hell always yeah watch potomac, potomac. always whatever that comes out i'm excited but Monty, where can people find you follow you and listen to your incredible podcast yes you can listen to me rant and say a bunch of other nonsense for way too long also on my own podcast, anywhere you listen to this one, you might even find me right, right on the charts, right under this. I don't know. Um, <laughs> find you on the charts. Yes. Mixing with Moni, um, anywhere you podcast, of course, and on Instagram and Twitter at Mixing with Moni, M-I-S-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Amazing. Well, thank you again for coming on, and you'll be back again. And we, me, you, and Kara are going to do Candace. Yeah. I feel like... I hurt feelings when I told yeah. you about that. I, I was like, I'm sorry, so this was a planned event? This was a planned party that I wasn't invited to? Oh, wow. In my backyard. Oh.
show in my backyard. I would like to talk about the therapist who has called childhood emotional trauma on her own child to the point of folding tissues and dabbing tear ducts to both induce tears and stop tears. That's the trick, people. People don't know. She folds them into angles and points them in directly on her tear ducts because it also induces more tears. Damn. All right. Pro tips, y'all. All right. Thanks for coming on. Have me on. This is why you think you come on to tell people the <laughs> truth about tears. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.